0: got a story. I've got a story. We've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of ab Beyond the Bank. I'm incredibly pumped about this latest episode as it marks the start of our second season, introducing listeners to some of the amazing folks who call Albany home. I'm also super stoked because in addition to starting season two, I also get to sit down with some of my favorite people, local restaurateur, businessman, musician, and fierce champion of Albany, Stubo's own Bo Henry. Welcome, my friend. Glad to be here with you today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you join me beyond the bank. Now, Bo, we've... Uh, You know, had the pleasure of growing up in Albany together, and of course, during my time in the newspaper, we had to get together for interviews numerous times, Uh, but there's a lot of your history that I haven't had the pleasure of learning. So, I was hoping today we could talk a little bit about, you know, kind of your journey growing up in Albany, and then I'd like to get into a little bit about the restaurant, Harvest Moon, and the way that whole thing has grown and Stubo's has exploded, and then uh, hopefully we can shift gears and talk a little bit about this wonderful community.
1: Sounds great.
0: Now, I know you're not an Albany native, born a little bit further south of here, so give us the quick and dirty of uh, Bo getting to Albany.
1: Well, um, I was born in a great little small town of Damascus, Georgia. Um, Kind of my family came from Early County, Miller County, Cochlep, Georgia, Damascus, all that area, and um, came from an agricultural family on one side and a uh, uh, other side we worked with the city of Coquit and uh, my grandparents and moved up here with uh, my parents at uh, about 13 years old um, and uh, 1987 I think is when we came here, 87, the year of 87 88, right around 87-88 and uh, my dad had a opportunity to move up here to uh, come to work with uh, Deerfield and he uh, took the job and we I came to Albany kicking and screaming because uh, <laughs> I loved uh, where I was from. I lived in the country. I was an outdoor boy, and uh, and it was, you know, it was just kind of all I knew. Sure. And uh, but I came here kicking and screaming, and it I think probably in the end turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me and my family. So funny
0: how that works.
1: Yeah, it is funny how that works. So uh, it's just been a a great deal ever since. Well, that's awesome. You know. Uh, not too dissimilar in that regard, Bo.
0: I moved up here in middle school, you know, from Florida, and did not yeah. want to leave my friends behind in my little world on the Gulf Coast, where we were fishing all the time and boating. To come to Albany, right? But, uh, you know, here we are all these years later, and I don't think there's any place I'd rather be.
1: I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same.
0: Well, so um, you know, you were a couple of classes ahead of me in school, and I'm familiar with you. We bumped into each other a couple of times, but we really didn't connect until I moved back to Albany in. Golly, I guess it was 02 at this point. And it was kind of neat because I was right about the time that the Harvest Moon was starting up. Yep. And I had the pleasure of, uh, you know, being already being friends with your wife, Kate. And Correct. so uh, it was like as soon as I came back to Albany, it was sort of connected to Harvest Moon, Bo Henry and Stubo's. But I remember how exciting that feeling was. Talk to me a little bit about how you got to the point where you, hey, I'm in Albany and we're going we're gonna to do a restaurant.
1: Well, um, it's interesting how that did come about because, um, I headed off to, of course, right out of high school, headed off to college and realized that college really wasn't for me and, um, wanted to, uh, play the role of a traveling musician for a while. And, uh, so that's what I jumped on and started a band and traveled the country and, uh, played music for a living from the time I was 19 till 20 at at about 26. I started realizing that I enjoyed every minute of the music business, but didn't know if I wanted to sleep in a different hotel room every night. Mm -hmm. And, um, eventually, uh, Kate and I were dating and, uh, you know, knew eventually we probably wanted to settle down and start a family. And so I started, uh, kind of considering what I was going to do. And I'd always had a little interest in the food service industry, although I never worked in it, but through music. Sure. Uh Going and playing lots of um, bars for sure, but also restaurants. You know, I played lots of restaurants. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I just kind of watched that business a lot all my life and uh, decided that my original reason for opening a restaurant was to have a place to play. In my hometown. And my idea was I would play here kind of during the week and then I would travel on the weekends on a band. And, uh, so that's, that's the way I got into it. And that was when I was 26. I opened Harvest Moon on basically around my 27th birthday. Um, And, um. and I I went out and between Kate, my wife now, who I was dating, her best friend Kelly Thompson, who had just graduated from Culinary School, oh, yeah. Johnson Wells, oh, Kelly T, and uh, Steve Brimberry, um, who uh, had come back from Atlanta, who had had lots of experience mm-hmm. in the business. Uh, I hired I hired those three people as well as many more at the time, but those three and some of their close friends were the my kind of lean on and yeah. go to, and they they pretty much taught me the restaurant business with that and Hard Knocks. So uh, that's that's kind of how I got into it through music. Very cool.
0: And I felt like I had heard that before, but I wasn't 100% sure. Um, now, playing in, in restaurants and hanging out in restaurants, playing music in restaurants, a little bit different than running them. I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, sort of the – I hope some of the eye-opening experiences you had, you know, transitioning from, hey, I'm just looking for a place to play music and I got to run a business. I got people who count on me for a paycheck.
1: Correct. It it was, you know, in the band, I I had, uh, there was six of us basically that I did all the business end of the band work. And so I I had... um, I did all the booking. Well, we we had two booking agents we worked with, but you know I was still responsible for keeping the schedule and booking and making sure we were busy and uh, and so I kind of carried that over into the restaurant business um, with with trying to run it in the same way. Also, um, I opened a business in downtown Albany mm-hmm. in two thousand and one, where there was nothing down there. Uh, but a few banks and mm-hmm. the courthouse, and um, I went in a time too where downtown Albany was on the on the road to trying to do some stuff down there. The federal courthouse was coming, the river aquarium was coming, Turtle Park was coming. Um, mm-hmm. They were looking plans for building the parking decks and uh, and some of the other buildings down there, and so I went in a time when. I thought there was an uptick to it. Now, the majority of business people I knew, friends, family, they're like, you're crazy. Why would you be opening a restaurant down there? Nobody goes down there. There's nothing down there. And they were right. I mean, <laughs> that they were, but I had it in my mind from the traveling I'd done and what I'd seen other places that, you know, let's try this at least. Let's see yeah. how it goes. And I think that too, me opening down there, people gave me some second and third chances that they might not have given me as a restaurant, a new restaurant, if I'd opened in Northwest Almond. Right. They, um, I feel like they were a little more understanding to us, with us learning uh, the ropes, and <laughs> might have given us a few extra mess ups. And uh, but but it was uh, it was really. It was. It definitely turned out to be different uh, than what I expected because, like you say, it wasn't just my mouth and six hours having to feed. There was about thirty-five employees that we started with there, and um, that that in itself scheduling and um, you know, I I was actually a I cooked pizzas every day. <laughs> I worked in the kitchen every day, helping Kelly train me, and uh, <laughs> I, I helped run food. Uh, bartended uh, a few nights a week to help make some extra money and tips because, because as everybody knows, starting a business, there's not a lot of extra left over at the end of the month. And my, my living at the time and income was still in band. Sure. Uh, that's where most of my, my living was coming. And I was trying to pay off debt and, and make sure that I had enough money to pay payroll and taxes and for my inventory yeah. and uh, electricity bill and insurance and, Learned a lot about uh, pinching a penny and uh, the value of a dollar, and and uh, trying to uh, run that business as lean as possible, but still with everything that I needed to to uh, have a successful business. And uh, and it, it took some time, and we struggled. There's no question about it. We struggled to start with, and and uh, and some 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 at sometimes barely got through, mm-hmm. and uh, and. Fortunately, we we made it. Uh, you know, and uh eventually my brother in law Stuart came along. Um I think it was about four years. I had a partner to start with. That didn't last but quite a year, but uh and uh, then I bought him out and then um, Stuart came along I think in two thousand four or five, six, some I can't remember all the exact dates, but uh I know it's hard going back to it, it, is, it? it is, but he <laughs> He came in and bought into the business with me, and uh, brought a brought a great um, bit of knowledge in the equipment business and building of restaurants. And when he came in, we decided we were going to start another one, the Catch, uh, which we started building in about the end of 'o five, early 'o six. Opened it in 'o seven, um, and uh, but uh, he was still working with his family business mm-hmm. full time and. I was at the moon full time playing music, and he uh, he came along and brought a brought a wealth of knowledge for that into the business that I really still didn't have. I, I understood the day to day operations at that time, mm-hmm. but but uh, I was understood nothing to the uh, effect he did with with oh, all yeah. with all that into the business. And
0: I don't know that a lot of folks in town even really understand kind of what Stewart's family had
1: done all these years. You oh know, yeah, and how big. That right, op- operation had grown right oh they they, his dad and uncle was along with all their people they really grew a huge yeah. business in the restaurant industry with the equipment and the, you know it's pretty cool it is I did
0: a story one time on, on that outfit and just the things that they do nationwide that people have no clue it's Unbelievable, going on right oh, in our backyard oh yeah well Bo I want to back up just real quick for a second you, you know you mentioned you know making the decision <clears throat> to start something in downtown Albany you know, it's just kind of funny. Like I said, I came back that same period of time and I went to work in banking. Boom, I ended up working in downtown Albany. So we kind of were there when there wasn't anything going on. It was the bankers and the lawyers. I remember you being. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but but the one thing that, that I noticed right out of the gate and I just always wondered how you perceived it was almost from within the, within a year or two. It was very obvious that what you were doing meant something larger than what it meant for you running a business. You know, I can think back to, you know, even when you were, you know, when you cleared out the back back there and built the stage and, you know, gotten involved trying to get the Mardi Gras stuff going. And I know that was during some of those lean times, but here you were trying to bring people down there, trying to support the community. Talk to me a little, was that in the plan or did that just kind of happen? You know,
1: it it really did just kind of happen. It, it, it all was, you know, we, we had to be creative. We had to create things to try to drive business into and, and, and downtown and, and bring people to us because my lunch business down there was good. My weeknight business was horrible. Weekend business was hit or miss. We'd have one weekend where we'd be slap full, both stories, every seat in the house full and wait for 20 minutes. And the next weekend we had 30 people. And to try to manage and run a business like that where with the lack of consistency, you either are too heavy on payroll and it's costing you money or not enough people there to service your clientele. Mm -hmm. And so that was always a balancing act for us. And um, so we started trying to get creative with Live music and events and and things such as that, like you're talking about the lot, and uh, I mean that would be nice down there. We have a acoustic act in the martini bar upstairs, a band mm-hmm. uh, on the outside of the upstairs indoors, but outside yep. the martini bar, and then a band out in the lot. And uh, at times, bands on the street. We would we yeah. would close off broad and that Mardi Gras at time, you know. Mardi Gras is the one that stuck, but at times we were doing four outdoor events a year down there in the street. Yep. And um, it was uh, it was a revenue driver for us to where we used those events to get us through the hard times. Sure. And um, we had uh, uh, myself and Sandy Farkas and Lane Rosen had opened up the State Theater around that same time, too. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to do events over there to bring people downtown to eat and then have a have a concert or an event over there also and uh it was it was a lot of fun it was challenging it was extra work but it was it was what i love to do mm-hmm. and promote an event promote live music um and watch people have fun you know and uh and it was it was it was worth it you know, I would like to think the so. extra
0: work it was. You know, you always seem to have that attitude is you were having as much fun doing it as the people who were there, dude, you were trying to get to come 100%. Uh, I mean. And that's pretty powerful when that shines through because that doesn't, I mean. it's not always the case, right? You know, um, and another thing, too, even, and we'll talk about it. I mean, I know you had to make the decision, relocate the harvest moon made perfect sense to be where you are, but you know, it's pretty easy to point to how the commitment to downtown continued to be there. Oh, definitely. Well, after the fact,
1: we're still doing, still doing the, the, uh, now, now we don't do it during Mardi Gras. So we call it the downtown street festival, but we do it usually during the week of the marathon to kind of support it Mm -hmm. and have something for all the people that come in town to, to enjoy downtown. But, um, still doing that. Um, of course I'm not in the state theater anymore lane lane has it by himself now but I still support events down there and send events down there to him and Mm -hmm. still very involved with uh things at the river aquarium and and um this this new group that's um that's taken over spectra at the auditorium and civic center we try to help and support them in any way we can because we're so thankful to have them in town and doing events and doing things and we understand the work that it takes and um and, you know, the, the the thing you just brought up, too, I hate to jump around a little bit, but um, oh, you fine, about the um, moving Harvest Moon. And, you know, when we opened the catch there in September of 2007, um, it it made sense for us at the time the uh, to come to that building with Harvest Moon because that building became available. Mm-hmm. And it put us back to back with two restaurants for logistics-wise uh, – that was one of the reasons, of course, of doing it. And, uh, one of the main reasons. And, uh, that was a very hard decision for Stuart and I to make because there was no way that we could replace the atmosphere of the building that we had in downtown Albany gotcha. with the two stories and the martini bar and the game room and the lot. Oh, yeah, open and kitchen. Open right. kitchen. It was, that building was, was just such a neat place to be. And, uh, and it was uh, it was a gamble doing that because we didn't know. You you just don't know what people are going to you for. Sure, you know, okay. and um. But it in the end it turned out to be good, and uh, but it was it was it was very bittersweet living leaving downtown Albany because I enjoyed running a business in downtown Albany for seven years, yep. and I the people down there the the. Courthouse people, the uh, lawyers, the the um, hospital was close at the time. Mm Merck Chemical was uh, open, and we were the closest to them. Miller, Procter and Gamble, all that area out there, we were closer to them, you know. And and we had developed such a loyal, good clientele, especially lunch, that it was it was tough when we moved. Uh, And you know, and still some of those we still see, see those people, but. At night now, usually, <laughs> you know, and uh, and miss that. Well, I mean,
0: look, you know, it's all well and good to do for your community and do what you can, but you got to, I mean, if you don't have a viable business that can move forward and grow, it's not going to last anyway. Sure. All that other stuff can't be done. Exactly. Right. You know, and, and and like I say, I know, look, it was bittersweet for me. I lived over in Ralston Circle. If I had to, I could walk down there, you know, right. and uh, always worked in downtown most of my life in Albany, and so I, just, I loved it, but. I did never questioned the commitment to the community. You know, right. It's you know, it's like, I don't know, it worked out as far as I'm concerned. Right.
1: right.
0: Now at that point in time, I do want to ask this at that point in time, you got the catch, you got the harvest moon working pretty well, still able to do the music traveling, life's good, strong partnership. Did you know at that time you were, was the plan to continue to grow it?
1: It, it was uh, Stuart and I. When once Stuart and I uh, joined up as a team, um, <clears throat> you know, um, of course, with our wives being sisters, and wow. at the time when we joined partnerships, we, we both knew that we were going to ask our wives to marry us. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, you know, we still weren't married at the time, and with our so we weren't brother in laws when we first started, but knew we probably would become brother in laws. And um, our goal the whole time was to 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 try to take this thing and run with it and and grow our business and our idea was to grow it in Albany and uh, to to come up with different concepts and uh, so because we we both are very hands on with our business and we wanted um, we wanted to grow but we wanted to grow where we could still. Um, go touch, feel, and see our business every day. Sure. And so that's kind of – that was the mentality behind opening the catch second and not opening another Harvest Moon somewhere else, Mm -hmm. but opening the catch in Albany for our second location. And then it was Henry Campbell's, and then it was uh, Mary Acres, and then it was local Jerry's, and then it was – you know, and um, we've had some – some of – Some of our ventures done great and some of them have not worked. And that's if you're going to do business and you start businesses, then you just realize that, you know, everyone's a risk and some are going to work and some aren't. You just hope that the majority of them work, you know, and, uh, and local Jerry's it's like, um, it was great. It was fun. It was, it was a good business. And we realized quickly that the location there did not allow people to get out of the parking lot. Mm -hmm. People could get in, but once they went through the drive-through, we couldn't get them out. (laughs) And so we would have orders done for cars back in the driveway, but couldn't get them up to the window to get their food because cars couldn't exit. I mean, so, you know, and, and then of course the opportunity came along where the pizza hut came available. And then that land was a little bit too valuable to sit there as two little buildings and Taco Bell took it over. But, but, um, it's still a nightmare getting in and out of there. It though. is. It is. It's just a <laughs> tough corner. I do
0: it every day because
1: of Meredith too. Yep. You know, Meredith and Dawson Road; those are two busy. Oh yeah. All places, right. and then you know Henry Campbell's. I mean, we we opened it and um and it and and ran it hard for twelve years, and it was a successful business for yeah. us. But pandemic hit, and restaurant world changed a little bit, and so we we changed the concept there. And, um, you know, Mary Acres has been a a great great deal for us an investment. And, and it, we bought that from a, a iconic Albany family yep. who, had, who opened it in 1952 and had run it as a family owned business for all those years and had built a great reputation for it. And mm-hmm. we were very fortunate to be able to buy it from them and, uh, and take it and run with it. And, uh, you know, they, they, um, they just did a fine job for years making the the name for that place, and yeah. we just kind of stepped in behind them and have and have ridden on their coattails and tried to change it up a little bit here and there and and give it you know a modern yeah a little polish. Yeah, but it didn't need much for change. No, I wouldn't imagine. No, and and I mean who who in the world that came to Albany, Georgia didn't know what Mary Acres was? That's right. I mean if you came to Albany, Georgia for for the years, and we we still have people today that are staying there that are like oh, I've been staying here, I've been a traveling salesman for 35, 40 years, I've been staying here and da-da-da, you know, and everybody has a Mary Acres story. I uh-huh. stayed here for my wedding and I, and uh, so, um, and then we, uh, you know, opened the Guthrie's and then we're looking at some other new ventures uh, that'll be coming soon, La Luna and then another one, that, another concept that we'll be having coming out hopefully sometime this year that'll um, be right here in Albany. And and we love Albany. We we want to grow our company in Albany. Eventually, yeah, we might spread out other places, but as of now, that's not the plan. Our plan is to keep growing businesses in Albany, Georgia. Um, you know, that's awesome to hear
0: on two fronts. Really, I love <clears> the <throat> idea, Bo, and I didn't even think about it you mentioned it, but a lot of people would naturally think you have a successful restaurant, you duplicate that restaurant in right. a different market. Right. But I love the idea of the same group, different concepts, utilize the same core stuff and just right. – yeah, I mean, it's just really awesome. And, you know, and I've been fascinated. I was fortunate enough that I was at the Herald at this point. So a couple of these ventures, I reported on them when right. you did them. But uh, the two the two to me that always seemed really interesting and, and sort of game-changing were Mary Acres and really Shackleford House to right. a certain extent. Because oh, yeah. it's just out, a little bit outside of the norm. It's right. a little different type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just been neat to watch it grow and, and to think back to, you know. Dude, I used to take Kate and Kelly Thompson to school there when they were freshmen, right? And I was a senior, right? And to see how you know it's just awesome. I'm, it is. I'm blown away every time I think about it.
1: And and you know, Stuart and myself and Fran and Kate, um, we also you know really knew that it, it was it, it was all of our homes, you know, and um, we knew we wanted to raise our kids here. They have two boys. We have two boys. We. We're, we live close together, you know, we're um, able to be around. Uh, our kids are able to grow up around each other, which is every family doesn't have that luxury. Man, and yeah. um, you know, and we feel we know that we're fortunate, and lucky to do that. My sister was here; her kids live down the street. <clears throat> you know, and it's just um, it's it's a joy to live in a town that is like all many that. I call it the big little town. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a heck of a lot bigger than Damascus, where I come from. And, just, just, just a little. But um, it still has the small-town feel to me, you know? And mm-hmm. its uh, I don't spend my days sitting in traffic in a car, which is a waste of time. I get to spend that time with my family if I have extra time. And and that is a big deal to, to us. Uh, and um, so... You know, some people talk bad about Albany, and I, you know, no place is perfect. We know that, but when you weigh the options of here versus, it's hard to, it's hard to say. I mean, we, you know, you can always go visit somewhere, and we do. We travel and go and take the kids to places and do fun stuff and go to the beach and. Go to Atlanta to yeah. something that we might not have like here. but sporting events, right, concerts. Right, yeah. <laughs> but in the end, and, and you know, day in, day out, to us, and it's not for everybody, but Albany Georgia is a great place to live. Absolutely. And uh, we we love it, and we want to support it, and we want to be a big part of it, and it's our home. Yeah, know? it is. It's, it's, that's just, that's just yeah. neat,
0: but You know, but not, you know, it's always funny to me— um, the notion, you know, we talk about that kind of stuff, how it can be lost on so many people. But then you meet transplants, people that didn't grow up here, that are new here. And they look at things through that lens of make your list, your pros and your cons. And they're just blown away at all the things Albany has. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. some of the folks that have been here forever that can't see that. And sometimes I just scratch my head. I can't quite figure
1: that out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's that grass is greener thing. And then you talk to people, too, who move away, who do move away. And... Next thing you know is what it's always talked about, all many the black hole always pulls you back, you know. And and lots of people do move away and go and and lots of people can't help that. I mean, you know, you know, I don't blame anybody that's going and taking an opportunity for themselves to better themselves or their family. I mean, I, I respect that a hundred percent. And lots of people move away from here to, to be with family. Yep. And uh that's understandable too. But um for us, and everybody's different, but for us it's been a great fit. And it's and it's um we uh, we we try to see the good and what what we have here that is attractable and um and it's a it's a lot for us. Uh, we love the outdoors. My my kids love to get out and go you know go tramps in the woods, and they love sports. And uh, mine happen to be boys, and they love what. Lots of little boys love, you know, and <laughs> for that, Albany, Georgia, is a great place to grow up. Heck yeah, it uh, is. It really, really is. And it's, I mean, I, you know, the other thing too is, is a place is land and structures, <clears throat> but what we try to revel in and and know that uh, <clears throat> know this is what makes a place is the people. Yep, and when you start um, really thinking about the people of Albany, Georgia, buddy, it there are there are great, great people here, and the makeup of this town is it, they're just um, there's just so many good people here, yeah. and uh, you know I I know a lot of them, <laughs> and uh, yeah. and I just really feel fortunate to be able to live in a town where I like the people. Yeah, you know, and I, yeah. I and, and I know the people too. You know, and um, but it's this town, the makeup of this town with, with 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 what it brings is is definitely great people. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. You know, you mentioned seeing the good and I've spent enough time around you and with you just to see that, you know, everybody you run into you. You genuinely are happy to see and you make time for everybody. And that can be hard when you're, you know, publicly out there in the community and people know you, especially in town like Albany where, you, you know, if you're a business owner. But um, to me, those things kind of go hand in hand. It's just general positivity that sort of comes out of you. Tell me where that comes from.
1: You know, I think it's just how I was raised. You know, my, my um, fortunate, you don't get... There's lots of things in life you get to choose. You don't get to choose, though, certain things. And one of those is who you're born into and uh, your family. And um, I'm very fortunate to be uh, able to say that my parents, my grandparents, uncles and aunts, cousins, brothers—I mean, sisters—I I was. I'm very fortunate to have had really good good people that raised me my uncles and i mean it's just they that that's what they taught me yeah. you know and and i tried to take all that and learn from it and i spent lots and lots of time with my dad growing up and of course my mom too but um you know if my dad was going somewhere which he went a lot being in the business he was in with uh, education coaching all that I was going with him. Mm-hmm. And at a young age, I was around lots and lots of people. <clears throat> and, uh, I, I feel like that. And lots of different people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lots. I was around different new people all the time. And I knew people, lots of people all over the state. And, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, had to learn at a young age, to communicate with older people. And, uh, that, uh, that he taught me that. And, and, uh, you know, tried to teach me how to, how to treat people, and one thing I'll never forget um, is his mother, my grandma, my dad's mother, and my and his and his dad also, and my and, my, and same with my mom's parents because they were all the same, a lot of But his mom had a was very, very, very big on treating every person the same, every walk no matter who they were. She worked in a lunchroom. She worked in a school lunchroom, my dad's mom. She she was, uh, and my my dad's father was the janitor of the courthouse and um, was a, a deputy sheriff. And uh, so, I mean, he came from working class, yeah. blue collar America. And uh, so, you know, <clears throat> she was, but she, that was, every man puts on his pants one leg at a time in the morning. Yeah. And that's how you treat them. And you treat them how you want to be treated. And my dad and mom instilled that in me and my sisters that, you know, you treat everybody the same yeah. and, every, and you, you treat them with respect and the way you want to be treated and be nice to everybody. It doesn't cost any money to smile. It doesn't cost <laughs> any money to say, hello, how you doing? No, it And you'd never know when you might brighten somebody's day up that's having a bad day or whatever. And, so, uh, you know, I, I, give, I give them all the credit. I give my mom and dad and my grandparents and my uncles and aunts all the credit for teaching me as a young kid how to treat other people. And I'm trying to do the same. Kate and I and Stuart and Fran, we try to do the same for, for our kids to teach them that, you know, uh, to want to win is one thing. To want to be the best is one thing. But in the end, you are equal to everybody out there. Mm-hmm. Now, when it, yeah, I want you to want it. I want you to go after it and give it your best. I want you to want to win the game. Yeah. I want you to want to do good yeah. and do your best. But in the end, when it really comes down to it, we're all the same. Yeah. We're all in this together. And you shake hands and you say, good game. And you move on to the next deal or whatever it is, whether it's a, whether it, I'm not just talking about athletic games. I'm talking about the game of life, yeah. the game of work, the game of business. And you, um, you support people and you, you help them and you, you, you know, you, that's just, it, we're, we're here together. You yeah. know what I mean? So let's, let's work together. Absolutely. And, uh, so I, that's, that's kind of my, My mentality of life with other people, you know. (laughs) Well, it's easy, you know. It comes
0: off; it's very natural, Bo, and and you can see it in action. and, And God rest his soul. You you those of us who were fortunate enough to know your dad and see him and and interact with him saw what you grew up with. And so it it makes perfect sense. Right. Uh, Because that never wavered, you know. I can think of him just coming up to the harvest moon and hanging out being that way.
1: Or I ate lunch with him every day. You know, I mean he once he retired, he was retired for nine years and he retired he left his job on a Friday. And he was at harvest moon on Monday and that was he said this is my new home you know I mean going not be here every day for lunch and <laughs> I wouldn't have traded anything in the world for it and it was great for mine and Stewart's business too because he knew everybody Heck you yeah. know and everybody loved him and and uh so that's uh and and selfishly I got to eat lunch with him every day that's pretty cool it, it is cool because a lot of people don't get that <laughs> you know and, and uh, he um he and my mom too the one thing they really did was instill in the uh, you know, Christian values. I mean, you know, they, they really, they really, uh, that was very important in our household. And, and, uh, that's, um, you know, I, I think there's lots of ways out there that people live by, but that was our way. And, and it's, uh, and it, I think it, I I hope it shows anyway. You know, it's not
0: a hard argument to make that, you know, that that's, like right. the number one thing is just right. treat others like you, you want to be treated Correct. and, uh, you know, try to embrace the world with a smile and a <clears> hug <throat> instead right. of, a, you know, getting on to them about That's something. That's right. Yeah. You know? Well, um, obviously, we can't talk about uh, anything related to Bo without touching on Bo Henry Band, you know, since music kind of started it all. Right. Talk to me about where about that love and where that came from and, and sort of when you knew, hey, this is this is what I'm going to do. I well, want I want to entertain. I want to sing.
1: You know, I, my my family, uh, my mom's family, very musical family, and my dad's family did have music in it also, um, not so much him, but his aunts. Um, and uh, <clears throat> at a young age, I started playing piano when I was about five. My mom started me with lessons, and uh a young boy in South Georgia I I did that and I I took until I was about 10 and finally I was like I'm not going to do piano anymore and I'm she's like I just want you to do something music so I picked up the guitar and uh from the moment I picked it up I couldn't put it down I just um and I sang in church growing up you know and uh me and my dad listen to the Grand Ole Opera every Saturday night, you know, and uh, I, um, I just, I loved music. I loved the Beatles as a kid. Elvis, Hank Williams, all the people, these iconic, you know, music people, yeah. I just, I really dove into them and learned about them. And, and, uh, anyway, uh, you know, By the time I was, when I moved to Albany, it wasn't long after I got to Albany that we had a band, you know, a little middle school uh, garage band, and right across from where I live today, one of my good friends, Rob Bunton, lived there, and his parents uh, soundproofed their garage for us, and we we started, uh, (laughs) myself and uh, him and some other buddies started this little band, and went all the way through high school with it. And, and then I, um, I just, uh, I was the kind that that when I was supposed to be studying for a math test or social studies or whatever it was, I was in my room with my electric guitar unplugged back there practicing and playing until my mom or dad came in the room and caught me, you know. They were like, put the guitar down and get back to studying, you know. And um but sports and music—that <laughs> was those were my loves growing up. I, I played every sport: basketball, football, baseball, and 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 loved that. And then loved music. And then as I got out of high school, of course, my whole my whole focus turned to music. And um, uh, just <clears throat> then, grew to meeting some guys and putting a band together, and uh, <clears throat> took it real serious, and you. Know, and it was my living. Yeah. So I had to take it serious. And uh, I enjoyed every minute of it and wouldn't trade anything for it. And I sit down at my house and play music by myself all the time. I play music every Thursday at Harvest Moon with the ketchup bottles just to do it and still travel in the band. We, we, we still travel, you know, probably 30, 35 days a year. <clears throat> and um, where at one time it was 300. Phew, man. And, uh, and... I can't say that I miss three hundred, <laughs> but uh, and, and you know, you as you grow, to your life changes and different things sure. happen. And right now, I have kids that are <clears throat> in the age group to where they want to be with me. Yep. And so I don't want to miss that. I'll and wait. so I'm, uh, you know, we're, we're probably playing less now than we, ever, we have since we started, but there's reasons for that. Lots of the other band members and. Some of them are in the same situation I'm in, mean, some not, but they, they also have other side projects they can do mm-hmm. with music if we're not playing and it uh, works out well for all of us. But I could never completely, I don't think, give it up because <laughs> it's just imagine. in my, it's in my blood. And they, people say music gets in your blood. They are correct. It It is, it becomes part of you. Oh, and yeah. um, There's something about it that, once you start doing it, whatever you want to call it, professionally, semi professionally, I always kind of call this a semi pro band, you know what I mean? <laughs> but she, uh <laughs> I'm making money, bro. That's pro. <laughs> but um you just there's something about it, you know, that you uh and I I get lots of enjoyment out of it. And just personal satisfaction. Like I said, I can sit at home and yeah. play music and have personal satisfaction. I love playing for people because one thing I really love to do and in, in all my businesses and I do this is I love I love to see people enjoy life and have fun and I like to see people come into a restaurant and enjoy a good meal and have fun and smile with their friends and have a good time. I love to see them go come to the hotel and have a good stay. I love to see them come to an event we're catering or something. But also I love to be on stage playing and love to see someone out there <clears throat> kind of be able to drop all their worries for an hour, a few hours or, or whatever's on their mind, drop all that, leave it wherever they were, walk into there and enjoy a night of entertainment. Yeah, get lost yeah. in the music. Right. There's nothing better. Right. And uh, I'm having more fun than they are, but I love to see them having fun, you know. Yeah. Um, so safe to say,
0: more than being a musician or a, or a businessman or a restaurant owner, you really are just a people person who right. likes to right. to make people smile. Right, I agree with you. You know that ain't a bad uh, that ain't a bad thing to go through life doing. Buddy. No, uh-uh.
1: uh-uh. life's <laughs> yeah. well, um, mighty short. You know, you uh, I enjoy it, and I enjoy it with people. I've always uh, I've always had a hard time g-hauling with those folks that just always seem
0: like something's the matter. Right. You know, I just always wanted to meet the world with a smile. Yeah, just makes it much, much much better. It does. Well, um, you know, we've covered a lot of ground. And like I say, I don't want to keep you too terribly late. But I do want to ask, uh, you know, anything on the horizon that uh, you can share with us? Are you, you know, anything cooking with Stubo's? You got any any music front? I know you were doing some songwriting and recording
1: not too long ago. Yeah, we got. Anything we'd be looking uh, forward to? We got, so we, we we need to, I need to slow down enough to, to uh, record another album. And we've been, we've got enough material for probably two or three. <laughs> but, and when we play all this stuff live, we just ha- we don't take, I just don't take the times to go and, and, you know, for that studio time to, uh, to record it. But all my guys have been on me pretty hard lately of let's, let's, uh, let's go at least put something down. And so I, I would hope that we will, uh, we don't have anything booked as of right now as in studio time, but, um, we have definitely been talking about it lately on the music front on the Stubo's uh, scene. We, you know, of course, uh, <clears throat> La Luna hopefully will be opening in the next month and a half. Um, just a good old neighborhood spot that'll be, I think, you know, nothing, <clears throat> nothing crazy, but something that is just something something new it, for what, Albany.
0: What's kind of the you know? Give me a, a good feel for what you you kind of envision there.
1: What's I that? would I would say kind of Americanized. Mexican food, but Americanized for sure. Like taco um, stand, Athens yep, type yep. deal. Street taco type stuff, but some burritos, some uh Real quesadillas. Simple. simple, uh definitely some some different flavored and good margaritas and a little tequila bar and nice uh you know, I mean just something different. Not nothing as you know, small. It's just a yeah. little little hole in the wall, uh, it be Neighborhood. neighborhood. Uh, well, I love that about it. Taco I mean, I and tequila walk, bar. I can walk across exactly. the street, man, that's when I'm taking what my, uh, said, uh, my evening sabbatical. <clears throat> and then um, we do have um, a new venture that myself and Stuart with another partner have uh, gotten into in a little uh, pizza dough making business. And we're manufacturing some pizza dough. And this we haven't really put it out there yet, but we've been doing a bunch of test markets here lately. And cool. <laughs> it will eventually come with a, um, a drive-through pizza restaurant. It'll be here in Albany. That will be opening. Uh, I don't know when they'll start doing the site work. We're doing it in with some stuff, but um, hopefully within the next year, uh, that'll be open. It'll be uh, awesome, just kind of a new concept, something different. To, as the restaurant world changes with the COVID and the, you know different ways, and <clears throat> we are we think this might be something that'll fit into. Where the restaurant industry might be going in the future, and uh, you know it'll be small and um, geared around the drive. They might have a little bit of seating inside, but uh, <clears throat> just a simple menu and mm-hmm. uh, pizzas and gelato. And, that uh, seemed to work well. Yeah, th- th- that that sort of
0: simple menu concept. I,
1: we learned we've learned a lot, you know. I mean, we and the, the, our Guthries franchise that we opened here is has been great for us, and uh, they've been a great. Um, Great company to work with. Um, still family owned, and uh, they do a very good job and and hold you to a high standard. And uh, eventually, we might possibly look at doing some more of those. But um, this uh, pizza thing will be it'll be something different that we're we're going to give it a try and see how it goes and see what the market. I'm with you. What, what the market does with it. Now, you you did mention, and I would be interested in
0: asking this, and I'd be remiss not to ask. You know, COVID obviously had a pretty good, significant impact on what you were doing. Um, now, of course, like a lot of places in town, you, you know, more rose to the challenge of helping others than worrying too much about what y'all were doing. But I know you had to adjust, had to shift. And then, of course, unfortunately, it's been like a yo-yo. We think it's winding down, and we're going to come back to life and people getting out there, and then we got to sort of retract again. <laughs> You know, what have you seen? Anything? What are those long-term trend changes that you think have come about because of COVID?
1: I mean, I think everybody's mentality of of food ordering definitely has shifted a little bit. I think drive-throughs are definitely more sought after now than they ever have been before. Uh pickup to go, I curbside, know. delivery. How many delivery companies are out there yep. now? You know, that they're just in the business for delivering food. Yeah. They're not even making it. <laughs> There's on that. the middle Correct. Man. And and you know, I mean, forever pizza delivery was has been that thing, China Chinese song, um, but um but now I mean you call one company and can get from any restaurant you want and uh you know, I think that's <clears throat> that's the way of the future for some. I think there will always be some kind of a full service deal out there because some people just want to be sit out, just want to sit down and be waited on. Yep. And um, but that's just like with Henry Campbell's moving to Osteria. Mm-hmm. I mean, that change was brought on by <clears throat> the new way. Henry Campbell's had nothing for pickup, really. When you look at a high-end steakhouse, oh yeah, you know, you know Albany, Georgia, is it quite big enough for a high-end steakhouse to support, be supported by walk-in customers? Our whole goal with opening that twelve years ago, thirteen years ago now, was um were the private party rooms for mm-hmm. events and uh, pharmaceutical, ag, yep, corporate. Yep. You know those yeah, two. Like rooms my region's full, days, the right. bat boss comes in. Go to those the two Jesus. party rooms were full all the time. That was Henry Campbell's bread and butter for 12 years. It was not who's walking in to eat on a Tuesday night. Right. And, uh, you know, COVID comes along and shuts all that down. And to-go business wasn't there. And so we said, well, can we keep the two steaks? <clears throat> had Italian pick up our to-go business some, Mm -hmm. have a little bit better price point on the menu, more reasonable price point for this region, and kind of get still the same thing with the steakhouse, but have it to where it's a kid's menu there. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, more families will come. It's not just that special occasion place, birthday, anniversary. Uh, Entertain your boss. Correct. Uh, (laughs) And so, and, 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 it, so far, it's done exactly what we were hoping for, but yeah. that was a direct correlation, basically, to those changes. Those changes, and you know, like with anything and any business you're in, and anything you're in in life, we don't always like it, but one constant thing is change. Yeah, and brother, you have to learn to adapt and roll with it, and. You know, by the way, this is my first podcast I've ever done. I've never been on. I'm not a a super technological person. I don't do a lot on the Internet. I don't do things. I mean, that's just not me. I'm a hands-on people person like we've been talking about. But this is my first time doing a podcast, you know. So, I mean, well, hey. I was all for it, buddy. You asked. I feel like, oh, honored, buddy. Let's try know, something new. I'm ready to try nothing, this man. new thing, man. I've never, I can't say that I've ever listened to a podcast.
0: So. Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny when you were talking about music, um, you know, when we started talking about this podcast, I was like the last guy listening to podcasts because I didn't want to give up my music listening time. Right. Because I'm hunting something new down or like, what's well, right. that, something, you know. Right. And I don't mind listening. I got three minutes in the car listen to something I want to hear. You know? right. I'm just not a podcast guy. So right. I've had to
1: get into it. Sure.
0: Kind of I'm, I'm
1: excited. I'm, I'm. I'm. I've learned learned about it today by doing once. So. Yeah. I, I yeah.
0: listen now. Um. Was real apprehensive. Wasn't sure what to expect. Certainly not uh, audio technician by any stretch of the imagination. But it's turned out to be incredibly fun.
1: I think it's pretty neat. I've enjoyed sitting here just talking today, and it's yeah, it's been a uh, everybody's awesome.
0: come in, and it's it's therapeutic for me. <clears throat> and, and right. it's And it's cool
1: too. I've interviewed you know a
0: handful of folks that I already had relationships with that I already knew. And I've learned something about every one of them. Just, yeah. just take the time to sit down and talk. Sure.
1: Yeah. So let's Well,
0: Bo, I mean, you know, you got anything
1: you want to ask me
0: while you're here? I feel like Man, I've been grilling you.
1: No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, I, you know, uh, appreciate you doing this. Appreciate you, what you, what you're doing. I mean, you know, it, it, it kind of gives, uh, Albany a little, uh, extra zest, I think to, 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 for, to talk about people of Albany. I, mean, I appreciate, uh, you taking the time to sit down with me and let me uh, tell you a little bit about my story and also tell you how I felt about Albany and because there's no question about it, that it's, it's my home and I love it. And I'm glad to be here and only wish it the best for all of us, you know? Um, So, I think it's great what you're doing, and I appreciate it. Well, this was this
0: was a match made in heaven. Uh, 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 in addition to us being probably the two most recognizable long hairs in Albany, oh, yeah. um, I'd like to think that we're two of the more uh, positive, passionate people about this community. And so, you are the right person to have come on Beyond the Bank because mm. this—the whole reason we're doing this—is to remind people of the things you talked about today about the wonderful mm. folks and things that this community has. Oh yes,
1: yeah. we 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 don't know how lucky we are way I look at I mean we you know i'm I'm very thankful for it and uh and you know just enjoy seeing the people of Albany every day so, amen brother well
0: on behalf of me a B and really this community thank you for all well, that you
1: do thank you and uh, i'm I'm thankful for this community and the people of it every day so. Awesome. Well, hopefully, we'll be in here soon again talking about more of these wonderful people. I'll be ready
0: anytime, buddy. Awesome, Thanks. brother. Thank Thanks. you, buddy.